Hello, everybody. Welcome back. Here we are, Comadres y Comics. We are your hosts. I'm Sarah. I'm Kristen. And I'm Jen. Welcome back, girls. It's good to be back. It's been a while. Yes, and <laughs> we apologize for that. But we've been on vacation. We yes. haven't, yes. Uh, Jen went <laughs> off traipsing into uh, the Guatemalan mountains. Yes, I did. <laughs> How I was, was that trip? It was it was good, and then I got sick halfway through, oh. and then I stayed sick, and then it was like oh. not as good, but I got better. <laughs> and but I see you also came back with such beautiful jewelry. I did oh, every thanks. every time I go there, I spend basically all my money on jewelry. Yeah, and I love it. It, it <laughs> it's basically gotten so. Basically, now, whenever I go, where there's this one market person who we go to always, and he recognizes me and my sister now. <laughs> He's just Here like, Here comes hey. the chumps. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. No, I have my sister with me, so I'm a chump for nothing. Because uh, she can barter oh, okay. to hell and back. Yeah. She, could, she can... She can talk somebody into selling her heart of their own soul to her. Like, oh, my God, she's so good. Um, uh, but no, um, uh, yeah, I I bought a bunch of jewelry. I ate a lot of good food and stuff like that. So it was it was a good trip while I was not sick. And I was mm. able, the whole reason I went to was for Day of the Dead. Yeah. Um, uh, the Day of the Dead celebrations over there. And we got to um, uh, decorate my grandfather's grave. And uh, it was nice to be a part of that. So. Awesome. That is mm-hmm. nice. Did you get a chance to see those kites? Um, there apparently kites is a big thing all over the place over there. So, uh, we I got to see there's like like a kite festival in my mom's town, but I didn't go to Sacatepecas, which is where the huge kites are. Mm. Uh, mostly because the day that it happens is the day that you have to decorate oh, I the see. grave. I see. Oh, okay. um, uh, Wait, are the kites part of the Dia de los Muertos yes, celebrations? They oh, are. okay. So and they're huge. They're uh-huh. as big as buildings. Well, what are mm-hmm. is there a significance? Like is it like to mm-hmm. to like be some kind of like ethereal thing that <laughs> that invites the, the spirits or I don't know <laughs> to a different dimension there's <laughs> different stories and stuff like that some people said that it's a representation of the soul of the oh, um, departing like and how that. far yeah and how far you can like reach the sky and stuff like that so oh, kind wow. of like uh, the kites are a guide but kind tethered of. to uh-huh. your family on the ground yeah oh look at that so <laughs> and then there, there, there's some people who are who are saying that oh like it's it's a way like to show instead of being a guide uh, for the departed to go to heaven it's more of a guide from the departed from heaven to come to back to come back to right. come back okay. and stuff like that that was kind of what i was thinking mm-hmm. well the so kites are super colorful so that's one thing mm-hmm. that's so amazing just the color of it it's like all the colors it's beautiful yeah. the thing is the big kites is only in sacatepeques most of the places in guatemala don't do the huge kites they do have Kite flying itself is a thing, and there's like um like I said, there's festivals and stuff like that, and they sell kites uh, a lot on that day, but um uh, but I wasn't able to make it to Sacatepecas. It just wasn't feasible unless we owned a car, and I did not own a car. I oh. can't even drive. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad that you were able to go and uh, do the altar for your grandfather and the rest of your family members and be there with your mother and mm-hmm. the rest of uh, all of the family. And it sounds really, really awesome. And I don't have any family in any countries where they celebrate. So I guess I'll have to start my own yeah. <laughs> celebration and altar. I know you do yeah. an altar. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I do kind of a communal altar. 
mm-hmm. um, where I everybody that I know that has passed and I have a picture of, I'll just put them on the altar. Mm-hmm. So I think that'd be kind of be a cool thing to have that's at the shop. Nice. Yeah, like that would be a, wonderful. Yeah. I'm thinking of hopefully doing like a like one outside my house, mm. but you know it's Compton, so I don't know if people are gonna steal stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so, but um, I'm gonna give it a try. I'm gonna make my own like paper mache skulls. Yeah. That way, if they do steal stuff, it's not something that's valuable yeah. or mm-hmm. is an heirloom, you know. Yeah. Uh, but still make it colorful and so forth. So, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. but yes, I do a communal ultra inside the house, but I would like to do it outside. Oh, yeah. that's kind of nice. Mm-hmm. Really nice. So yeah. where did you travel to, Sarah? Well, I went uh, to Mexico, Puebla. Uh, we actually drove to San Diego and went through the um, um, the new, there's a tunnel. No, that's wrong. There's kind of a bridge that <laughs> goes from uh, the U.S. to Mexico. And then we got, it, it goes to an airport and then we just travel from Mexico to Mexico. And it's it's kind of a... <clears throat> annoying because you have to drive to san diego but it's so easy <coughs> customs wise oh, you're okay. not stuck Ooh. in that long oh, line. yeah okay. the yes. the one that you've seen in movies and all yes. that stuff that huge huge, huge line. line it's horrible yeah. you're tired yeah. you're hungry and you and could you be there for, for hours. hours i'm very familiar oh, with this yes. i've been i've been to tj enough times that yeah i'm, I'm very familiar with the border customs thing oh yeah yeah so we went to puebla and i got to go back to the town where my mom grew up and saw the house well actually it's my house where uh, she grew up in and um um the town has changed a lot there's mm. paved roads now and so oh. forth the house mm. is really run down um i haven't been there in like almost 25 years oh, oh wow so um so it was kind of like sad and cool at the same time yeah but we also went a couple of days to Sacaclan de las manzanas mm-hmm. and that place is actually called one of the pueblos magicos that means the magical oh, towns yeah. in mexico and it has the biggest the the tallest waterfall which we did hike down oh, to wow. mm-hmm. and uh we went to the pyramids totihuacan yeah. the sun and the moon mm-hmm. uh you guys saw on our instagram i yes, tried to yeah. go out drinking there <laughs> but i was so tired and there was a lot of security so no drinking but i did carry the beer <laughs> <laughs> everywhere um and it was awesome. My aunt, she's a high-paced traveler. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I like to walk around and get lost, but she's high-paced. She has like, we have two hours an here. An itinerary. We gotta, yeah, yeah, we have two mm-hmm. hours here. We got to go over there, we'll drive an hour, and then go two hours here. And, you know, and it's like really tiring. <laughs> and man, she really kicked my butt. Um, she had been walking two to three miles almost every day in training for <gasps> this are you serious yes. for her vacation for her vacation wow. <laughs> and i should have done the same i kept saying yeah i want to train i'm going to train and i never did i'm going to train for <laughs> my vacation yeah <laughs> and i never did i didn't lose weight and as a matter of fact i mean i was really hurting going up the pyramid i saw you going up the pyramid <laughs> yeah. oh i was like oh poor sarah well, at least you made it <laughs> I, I made it and then on the on the moon it was so steep i just said oh no i can't do yeah. this again my legs were shaking oh and yeah it, and, and then um uh and then she took us on a hike oh <laughs> 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 it's like a land in las manzanas and the, the thing was we were so high up like the neck the the when we woke up the next morning i was having a lot of trouble breathing oh, oh high thought, altitude yeah and mm-hmm. i thought i don't know what's wrong like i feel like anxiety and she's like it's always oh, la altitude it's the mm-hmm. cold air because it's cold up there mm-hmm. and then i'm like oh no it's it'll be fine it'll be fine and then I couldn't even eat. 
And that's bad because when I can't eat, <laughs> there's something wrong. <laughs> there's something wrong when I can't eat. So, uh, but it was the whole trip was amazing. Oh, we, that's yeah, cool. we got to do a lot of awesome stuff. Um, what about you, Kristen? Where did you go? Well, you both went to um, Latino countries, <laughs> and I went to Portland. <laughs> I actually went to Hillsboro, which is a small little community outside of Portland, but that's where my brother lives, and I went and stayed an extended weekend with my brother and my two nephews, and it's so funny that whenever I, um, like last night, I went out with some friends. And they were like, oh, um, didn't you go somewhere recently? I'm like, oh, yeah, I went to go stay with my brother. And like, oh, my gosh, your your nephews are so cute. Yes. <laughs> I, all I can think about is Tia, smell my feet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I farted. <laughs> yeah, so, um, and my youngest, oh, so uh, my nephews are 7 and 18 months, I believe, around and um the youngest one is hasn't isn't talking but is saying words and um he's you know travieso like my grandmother would say into everything and eddie kept saying he eddie was trying to draw while we were there and he would like want to grab the pens and and erasers and stuff off the table and eddie would uh say to him i see you <laughs> and so and he just it was just a thing that they did between them and Connor, who is the youngest one, every time Eddie would say, I see you, would say, I you. <laughs> <laughs> and so Eddie just like fell in love with that. And so he's co he comes home and tells me, I see you. And he won't, he's not satisfied until I respond, I you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so cute. Yes. Oh my so God. it was a lot of fun. Uh, the weather is a lot colder there. So it's funny that you don't really realize how Southern California you are yes. until you try to prepare to go to somewhere cold <laughs> and don't yep. have any jackets yes. or any snow boots or any gloves or anything mm -hmm. i agree in this day and age where we have google and weather apps and everything i i googled it and i still didn't take enough like bufandas or jackets uh -huh. I, mm -hmm. I, at one point i was wearing frank's thermal because it was just like I'm really cold and yeah. it's, it was really cold at night. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. um, during the day, of course, I'm, you know, all summery because I'm sweating because I'm climbing a freaking pyramid. But at night, it was just so cold. Oh my yeah. god. So like uh, in Guatemala, it was pretty dry until you got to the mountains and stuff like that. So while at, during the day it was temperate and it was a little cold at night. What in my mom in my mom's town in her village like her village village the one that she grew up in it was cold throughout the entire thing I was just like wow I can't believe I'm gonna freeze to death here <laughs> no <laughs> it was it was so cold and I didn't have like I didn't bring any proper sweaters and stuff like that I was like I was like hugging all the blankets and stuff like that and they're like are you really that cold and I'm just like yeah yes. why aren't you yeah <laughs> oh my gosh so. That is all to say, um, gentle listener, that that is why we've all been gone for so long. <laughs> yes. So thank you for sticking yes, around, guys. For sure, and coming yeah. back and listening to us again. Mm -hmm. Excellent. All right. Well, we have a new segment called Que Onda? Que Onda, ladies? <laughs>
Well, this week, uh, Jen, this is Kristen, Jen and I, and Sarah, you were invited to, but you weren't able to make it. (laughs) But there was a Skybound holiday party that we were able to go to. Mm -hmm. And you all know, as listeners, that uh, I am a a really big Walking Dead fan, that it was my gateway comic. And so any opportunity to be able to go and see where the magic happens, I'm going to take. So... Uh, we were invited by Amber Garza, who uh, uh, Sarah gave a shout out to her without even knowing a few episodes <laughs> back when she recommended on her radar the Sandman. What was it? Sandman? Sandman Salon. Salon. I keep forgetting Salon. I want to <laughs> say Chronicles. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. No, yeah. They uh, they review Sandman and all of yes. the Sandman um, universe. You're right. The Dreaming and mm-hmm. House of Whispers and all that stuff so it's yeah really cool. so we were telling her that yeah oh my god yes yeah, Sarah's a huge Neil Gaiman fan and she loves Sandman and she totally uh was recommending and so Amber was really happy about Yay. that <laughs> uh but we were able to um meet a lot of the creatives behind the scenes and uh talk to people hang out it was an open bar with Walking oh Dead themed drinks there was a governor and um an Ezekiel, an Ezekiel Yes. And nice. Uh, so it was a lot of fun. And I mm-hmm. there were people there that we knew. Henry Barajas was there. Cool. Um, Eric Esquivel was there. And most importantly, our own producer, Mackenzie, <laughs> was there. Uh, and so there were... Um, Quite a few people that we didn't know and that we were able to meet and talk to. And Mm -hmm. there's actually a couple creators who had some books that we were like, oh, yeah, we should totally talk about you on our podcast. Nice. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Excellent. Did you guys give them cards? We did. I did. I gave away quite a few cards. Yes. Yes. I'll be expecting those emails, guys. (laughs) 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 Yes. And so um, it actually turned out to be a really great night and Mm -hmm. in addition i found a really awesome thai restaurant right next door that was so good (laughs) yeah it was really good yes oh that Mm -hmm. sounds delicious so the night was a success yay So also we have uh, we have other news on Kionda. It's uh, our uh, event happening in January. Can you tell us yes. more? Yes. So we do have an event coming up in January. And actually, the um, the little details and tidbits were all. Um, uh, n- decided upon at this Skybound party with Henry, uh, the author of La Voz de Mayo, Tata Rambo. Um, We are going to be doing a release party for his book. It is at the printers. In fact, he said he's already receiving books back from the printers already. They're going to start, I believe, being delivered to all of you Kickstarter supporters, which I hope all of you uh, did support this project. But his um, release party is tentatively scheduled at Heidi Ho Comics in Santa Monica for January 26th and that is a week before his birthday and Henry said that it would be great to be able to do a um, half birthday half book release party so that's mm-hmm. pretty much what we're going to be doing <laughs> we're going to do a um, 
uh, Saturday after hours event, kind of like some of our uh, other Stranger Comics uh, events that we've done in the past, because this will be more of a of a fiesta than yes. a signing. <laughs> and um, and so everyone is invited. Um, I say tentatively the 26th, so that is the date we talked about, but we're just trying to like Hammer get some details. Date. Yeah, mm-hmm. excellent, excellent, guys. Also, um, this is a little late news, uh, but uh, as you guys know, uh, Stanley uh, falleció. Yes. Um, they just released his causes of death were uh, heart and respiratory failure. Mm. So. Um, oh, I hadn't seen that. Yeah, yeah. He passed away November 12th. So um, a moment of silence for Stanley. Kristen, what time is it? (laughs) (laughs) It's beer time. (laughs) Yes. And And the the lovely... We're going to be pouring one out for Stan. (laughs) (laughs) And the lovely Jen is going to tell us all about it. (laughs) So the beer that we have today is one that Sarah brought from... Sacatlan de las Manzanas. If that beer was at the top of the pyramids, you would have had no trouble getting up there. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> and it is called Nueva Bravery de Manzana. Elaboración de cerveza artesanal con maltas finas de la mejor calidad. Preparamos cerveza gourmet estilo pale ale, ambar, porter y stout. Nuestra Amber Ale es una cerveza de sabores a caramelo tostado combinados con excéntricas notas a madera y frutas rojos, obtenida así una mezcla perfecta. El amargor suave de los lupules florales contribuye a un equilibrio del sabor uh, en paladar. Su espuma es abundante así como sus aromas a malta. Sus destellos rojizos seducen a cualquiera. Ooh. So in English. <laughs> <laughs> so it's they're saying that it's an amber ale. Yes, uh-huh. That has um heavy notes, notes of fruits. Heavy right? notes of red fruits and wood. And wood. Yeah. Yeah. And um, and, and caramel. I, I heard you say uh-huh. caramel. And I'm a toasted caramel as well as I'm trying to remember and what and this one in particular has uh las manzanas the th- there mm-hmm. are i think two or three uh manzana breeds that only grow there in mexico so in, for in, you know non-spanish speaking uh listeners manzana is apple yeah oh yes. yeah forgot to tell you guys yeah that. <laughs> uh so Ooh. cheers guys okay cheers, cheers. Cheers. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. Cheers. Cheers. We're, we're already drunk, guys. It's already no. late. No, just kidding. So, I'm trying to, like, see if I can smell. Ooh. Mm. The smell was better than the taste for me. This is Sarah. <laughs> you know, it really pisses me off when I drag myself somewhere and I drag and, I, and then I carry a beer over to bring to you guys with the promise of I can see awesomeness. That why Jen would like this, though. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm tasting it, and it is it is a lot closer to a cider than a beer. It talked a lot about espuma, which is foam, in mm-hmm. that... In that um, There's hardly carbonation. But there is hardly any carbonation, yeah. Do you think that's because 
I traveled got, with it? Yeah. I don't know. It might be. I mean, where you were, it's in a higher altitude, isn't it? Right, right. So there, there is a, that is a thing. Uh, altitude will... Because how you make things mm-hmm. at a higher altitude will yes, definitely that's be different true. when mm-hmm. you're at a lower altitude. That's why the baking instructions on a, a cake box are different for different altitudes. What? Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, I did not know that. Yes. <laughs> um, so... That Maybe could be that could oh. be it. This is your first time trying it, so you can't tell us what. Yeah, I um, wanted to be really surprised with you guys. I yeah. wanted to be like I should have tried it before legging it down, just like that other one, the the chocolate kiss that had no chocolate flavor <laughs> in it. <laughs> I'm still salty about that one. Um, so this is, to <laughs> me, this has the. It, it's a five point zero percent too. Really? Yeah. Mm. Not not the taste, but what is it? Um, the way a beer becomes flat after you've it's been sitting out for a while, that's what this is like. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, and it's very watery. Yes, and no carbonation. There was no head when you when you poured it no, at all. No, um, I thought I was being careful because I'm really careful. Which about is the head. interesting because <laughs> <laughs> I've been smirking this whole time. <laughs> once Kristen said head. <laughs> Which is interesting because they specifically mention foam in their description. Yes. Mm-hmm. So now I need to travel to Mexico <laughs> and get a bottle fresh from the brewery to see yeah. what it's supposed to really because be like. If mm. it's in the description, I'm going to believe that it's that it's true at least over there. Yeah. And I think this just might be the case for beers because this is the second time we've had kind of a flattish beer from Mexico. From Mexico. Right, yeah. right. That's true. So that's I, true. I definitely think it's Just an like beers thing. from England, they Ew, are don't even warm and flat. <laughs> that's terrible. That's where Yeah, I was going to say, it reminds me a bit of the British beers. Yes. At, uh-huh. um, uh, at oh, at the, Yorkshire Brewery, kind of. Mm, yeah, yeah, Yorkshire. Uh-huh. I was thinking that. But also while I was at the Britannia and at the Yield King's Head, oh, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, they serve uh. kind of flat beers as too. Yeah. And <clears throat> I've kind of learned to appreciate it. Mm-hmm. They're still not my favorite go-to beers, but yeah. I'm also not going to say no to beer. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so um. this um, uh, this kind of... Rem- I like the taste of it. I would definitely like to taste it uh, when it does have, you know... Head and carbonation. The s- head. The uh-huh. smell is you can t- smell, you can smell amazing. Yeah, you can it smell the apples good. actually. The smell is really good. Which I, I had high hopes because when I opened it, I totally smelled it. Right yeah, away. the smell is very strong of the apples. I don't smell any caramel. The taste, though, it, you can't taste. Um, not that you can't. It's not sweet as you may expect mm-hmm. from mm-hmm. something that has such this strong apple smell but the taste in and of itself is not bad yeah um it's just a a weird it's not good <laughs> <laughs> wow you're really trying here <laughs> but but um like i said it's kind of hard because we don't know if we're getting the real thing or not yeah and i i'm really sorry about that um i actually actually when i went there was a beer slash wine festival going on in the main square uh, but we were in such a rush to uh get back to the house because we're going to do a little barbecue at the airbnb we were at that i didn't get a chance to try it there while they were serving it in um off tap so Mm, I'm gonna say this is a fail on me. I'm gonna take this one. I'm gonna be <laughs> responsible for this because it could very well be, like you said, it's because it's been there for a while. And yeah, 
Yeah. So mm-hmm. are um, we ready to rate it? Yeah. Okay, so on our rating scale of um Flaccid to oh, Super Saiyan. Which is one to what how many are there? Five, six? <laughs> I think there's six. I am going to I don't have I ever done a flaccid before. I'm gonna have to give it a flaccid. <laughs> I am going with the flaccid as well. Yeah. yeah. I'm gonna give it a partial. Simply because I know it has potential. <gasps> And Jen skipped from flaccid right over initial and went to partial, which is kind of not good, in yeah. the middle, but it's pretty good. Yeah, it's yeah. better than flaccid for sure. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I was flaccid, gonna, I was I gonna think... say initial, but I, I do like the potential that it has, mm-hmm. and I kind of want to go to Mexico now to Zacatlan <laughs> and drink it for myself. And so Sarah really and I gave it a one, and Jen gave it a three out of what is it? One, two, three, four, five out of. A five where Super Saiyan is actually a six off the charts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, this, uh, I think, I think for me, it would be like shrinkage. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, like, if if you told, if you gave me a six pack of this and a six pack of uh, Tecate, I would pick the six pack of Tecate. Oh, I don't know. I think that's pushing no, it. No, no I would not, too. No, I would too. It is not pushing it. Yeah, no. I would too. <laughs> that's how I feel, and that's it. All right, your feelings are valid. <laughs> so I'm only drinking it because I freaking carried it from Mexico <laughs> down that big old mountain. No, uh, but yeah, no, uh, I'm not very happy about it. But yeah, that's our rating, guys. And again, it's bravery from the brewery is what's it called in english it's bravery the brewery the bravery. Also, oh the yeah, brewery is called bravery, bravery too, okay. Yeah. okay so this must be like their you know like the one that's always on tap or whatever mm-hmm. you know their signature beer yes exactly gotcha. okay all right guys um what are we reviewing today well Interestingly enough, our Que Onda, um, it goes right into our book, our first book that we're going to be reviewing today, which is La Voz de Mayo Tata Rambo. <laughs> so if you kickstarted it, you should already have your PDF file. Yeah, right. Uh-huh. Exactly. Right. Yes. Um, right. It's the physical copies that are going to take a while to get out. Yeah. But uh, yeah, they're coming out in January, right? Um, I believe so. Mm-hmm. Cool. Right on. So, we had uh, Henry as a guest on our Las Platicas, and he came on and he talked all about his book, and um, we were so excited that we were going to be put into the book. And I have to tell you, he sent us um, uh, the panel that we were in before any of the PDFs went out or before anything um, was actually presented out to the public. And I was so freaking impressed at how amazing <laughs> that the um, the artist, who's the artist again? Gonzo, that's right. Mm-hmm. He was just freaking amazing. And it's when you look at the art, there's not a lot of detail, but there's mm-hmm. so much detail. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, like you can tell. Yes. The faces. You can tell mm-hmm. who we are. Yes. No question yes. about it. Mm-hmm. I actually, uh, uh, I, I showed it from my phone to my nephew and I'm like, who is this? He's like, that's you uh-huh. and your friends in the podcast. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm like, yes, we're on a comic book. Oh, my God. No, it's super exciting, guys. Oh, yes. my God. I feel like I feel like that's it. I could just die now. 
I'm immortalized. <laughs> and it's such a great book, by the way. Yes. Mm-hmm. And th- we're just reviewing the first issue because it's going to be a graphic novel that's going to be available possibly by um, San Diego Comic Con. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then the oh, rest of the not issues. That far away. Yeah. <laughs> and the rest of the issues are going to be PDF forms formats but uh, i think they're going to print out like a trade paperback for san diego comic-con which nice. i'm very excited about yeah mm-hmm. nice so uh for those of you who don't remember who or maybe have not listened to that episode of las platicas um la voz de mayo tata rambo is a book that henry barajas did about his is it his great-grandfather Yes, grandfather. yeah, his great grandfather, yeah. um, who was v- very active in getting the ha- was it Harige tribe. Oh no, that's his mm. last name. <laughs> <laughs> How, uh, yeah, no, uh, Harige was- is his last name. Um, getting uh, a, a Native American tribe here uh, in Arizona was it? Yes, yeah, yeah. Mexican American Native. Tribe. Yes, Mexican American Native tribe. Um, he not only helped them to get, um, federal recognition, recognition, I'm like, that doesn't, (laughs) that word's not right. (laughs) Recognition. They got recognized by the federal government. He helped with health programs. Right, exactly. uh, In their community. He helped to prevent the I-10 freeway from going through literally their neighborhood where they had been for decades. Uh, And uh, he um, developed the actual program Mayo, which is, oh, Yaquis, there it is. Mm -hmm. It's Mexican-American Yaqui organization. Um, And he just really was a grassroots organizer Mm -hmm. that helped this tribe um, really to be supported in many different ways. Mm -hmm. And this was Henry's grandfather, or great-grandfather, who he says... Um, he did all this stuff, but that he never really wanted any recognition. And so um, that didn't sit well with Henry. And he wanted to make sure that this story and that the history, not only of his family, but of the Yaqui tribe was um, somehow uh, memorialized. And so that, that's where we're getting this graphic novel. Yeah. And in the first uh, few pages, he gives you like a kind of a breakdown of of uh, who the story's about mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and why he's telling it. And um, it feels really heartfelt. I it really, definitely does, I, yes. I was like, whoa. And you know how we had said that it it's really important that if you're going to use a different language and even if you're going to write it in English to make sure that you cite that they're speaking in a different language. Yeah. They totally did that because he was in World War II. Oh, mm-hmm. right, yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, and there's a part where he's having a dream and mm-hmm. then there's uh, Japanese. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's a, a, a little snippet down there mm-hmm. like a little, what it tells you, oh, in Japanese. And that I was that's like, what it oh, meant. that's yeah. so mm-hmm. cool. I'm like, <laughs> you know... Um, I like that he doesn't think we're dumb as readers. I like that he's, you know, like putting things as they should be and then kind of giving us a little like glossary. Yeah. I mm-hmm. like that. Well, I, as far as just the intro being heartfelt, I think that that sentiment and that feeling came across throughout the whole book. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, I really got that the person who wrote this book had a personal um 
investment in it. Not just that it was their their story to tell as maybe a fiction story, but that there was a personal investment that I mean, this is their his Henry's story about mm-hmm. his grandfather, about someone he knew, about a legacy that he wanted to make sure was handed down, uh, continuing into the future generations of his family. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, for instance, like if anybody from his family or that wants to know a little bit of the history of the town of Pascua, Pascua, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that they could just break out the book and say, here, why don't you read this? It'll give you some insight of what, what went down. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. And I think that's amazing. Yeah. Because uh, he he went and did a lot of research. I mean, he went he to did. Uh, the library. He did a lot of microfilming and so forth. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of interviews. So, I mean, thi- I mean, he really went balls out. I so, mean, I love it. at the back of, of the mm-hmm. PDF that uh, was sent out to everybody, and which is part of, I'm assuming, going to be part of the first issue that is um, going to be uh, put out to the Kickstarter supporters. There is a ton of the paperwork, um, the files, the documents that he used as part of his um, research that he did for this book. And even little minute things like phone messages that secretaries took or um, handwritten uh, notes on on like college ruled paper that were just handed to uh, people in meetings or after meetings. I mean, just in my mind, I was thinking, you know, these people who kept these things around, um, they really knew, I think, how what they were doing, like how important the work that they were doing at the time for them to have kept this all mm-hmm. around. Exactly. Even the the paper newspaper clippings, um, some of the mock-ups of the uh, Voce Mayo uh, um, uh, what newspaper as well. Newsletters, yeah. yeah. Newsletters, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, the whole thing is just really amazing. I I think uh, I I love. Um, I'm sure that you know, like, um, I'm sure that he was. I mean, how could he know what? you know what what transpired like the conversations between right the people but you kind of mm-hmm. get a sense of who the grandpa was mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. in in the small conversations with his wife with his children with the organizers of mayo mm-hmm. with uh with the uh, politicians as well right so mm-hmm. i mean I, it really comes across seamlessly i mean you get to know him and you like you're like man i really want would love to meet him and i don't know if you guys noticed but most of the times he's smiling uh huh. And mm-hmm. then I was like, I didn't notice. Actually. I, at first, at first, I was like, man, he smiles too much. But then I looked at the pictures in the back. I'm like, oh, he always smiles. <laughs> <laughs> so I, that was really nice to see because that you kind of tie that in with the real person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, so I, I like the fact that he brought that out in the art. Mm-hmm. So that was really awesome. Um, I, I really enjoyed it. Uh, I don't know if you guys noticed there was a little snippet. Um, where he's serving himself coffee, mm-hmm. but I think he puts a little bit of liquor in it. No, I didn't <laughs> notice that. <laughs> and I thought, oh man, we would have been buds. <laughs> <laughs> we would have hung out. <laughs> but uh, I didn't notice that. Yeah, apparently mm. uh, from the interview that we did, we did know that he um, he'd smoked, and I think he passed away from complications of emphysema. Oh, so uh, but. Like with everybody, we all have our little things. I love to, I love to have beer. 
that's what I love to do. And I would hope that if somebody wrote a comic book about me, they put a little bit of my love for beer in there, you know? <laughs> in every panel. <laughs> in every <laughs> panel. Every panel. <laughs> but, um, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, Henry. Every but panel. That's what, I, that's what I saw in, you know, in the breakfast scene. Um, you know, it, it was really subtle. Yeah. Like, really Just little back. things. Little yeah, actions little, that, yeah. give anima- that give animation or personality right. to the kind of people. Well, speaking for. of subtle, um, there was a little bit of a cliffhanger at the end. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I know! And <laughs> I think that it was really interesting to me the way that that's, the story is being told. Because I feel how difficult it might be for somebody who is very close to the subject matter to be telling a story and have to also be sharing things about your family member that might not necessarily uh, be on it might be sit well or I, I, I it might not sit well with everybody it's yeah. kind of unpalatable right a uh-huh. little bit but I can kind of respect it as well I do I totally to... as, a, as a storyteller mm-hmm. um, and having to do that and as a, a creative mm-hmm. decision I guess um, I I respect that because his, his whole goal I'm having to assume was to tell the truth yeah of, oh, yes. of what this what happened you know of who his great-grandfather was Mm -hmm. and of of course i mean as a reporter uh, that he has a background in Mm -hmm. i think he wanted to you have to be unflinching about the truth exactly as hard as that may be and i think he even mentioned that there you know were were sometimes some hard some hard truths that you that he learned Mm -hmm. when he was doing his Mm -hmm. research and when he was talking to people so I, I really, get that actually, when I got to there and then there was no more, I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I, to I totally get it. And, uh, you know, the cool thing is like, um, uh, I was really honored because uh, one of the clippings says Yaki Indians expanding candle making business. Mm-hmm. And I was like, we were making oh, candles. Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm part of the Yaki Indian tribe. Yes. <laughs> sort of. <laughs> But yeah, I thought that was awesome. I was very honored to be to be represented right. as a character mm-hmm. in that sense. I was like, yes. So even just historically, as far as Southern California and Mexico and all of the land issues that have gone on between um, those two territories for so long, I found it very interesting, and I bet you a lot of people don't realize that there are a lot of indigenous mm-hmm. uh, tribes that are here that um, were originally tribes that were part of Mexico Mm -hmm. and because of all of the territory back and forth and stuff they ended up over um, within the United States and I I think that a lot of people don't realize that because I Mm -hmm. as I was reading was going back and forth and I I didn't get that until at some point they were making the mention of starting in Mexico and then coming here and Mm -hmm. and so I found that really interesting and something that I'd like to learn more about. Yeah, and I think as we read the other issues, we're going to definitely read more about that um, and learn, as you said, more about that. So that's why I'm really excited. As you guys know, this is Sarah, and I love comics that teach me something that I don't know about Yeah, um, mm-hmm. and open my eyes to something that I would have never have known about mm-hmm. had it been for that comic book. Yeah. Um, and one of the things that I uh, learned was that um, there's a point where you were saying that... Um, they were born in America, but because they had uh, Native American and Mexican backgrounds and they couldn't uh, have w- what was theirs, 
they would go to Mexico and then they wouldn't be given the the rights as Americans. Right. Even mm-hmm. though they were born. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I was like, man, I had no idea. Yeah, mm-hmm. I didn't either. sorry i got a little sentiment but yeah there was some moments that i was like because i did uh try to read a lot of the um extra uh uh, extra footage (laughs) extra information put uh in the back pages and i was just like man this is hardcore like man somebody really went out there and said i'm gonna do this yeah and said i'm you know no matter what i'm gonna do this because this is what's right i mean Mm -hmm. getting registered as uh, an official tribe was such a big deal Mm -hmm. uh, because they they weren't recognized Mm -hmm. and i think that there may be some things that we haven't seen here that maybe we'll see a little bit more in future but i feel like the fact that they were quote-unquote mexican (laughs) might have been an issue because the politicians were like well they're not real indians type Mm -hmm. Thing, if that makes sense yeah. um, and in fact he shares in this um, in this issue how the politicians themselves were so super like crass and like talking down about Indians and just like making uh, you know stereotypical comments and stuff like that and how it must have been showing how it must have been such an uphill battle mm-hmm. for I mean, for, uh, this is this is all taking place right in in the heart of the civil rights. Yes, era. in the sixties. In mm-hmm. the sixties, so we know that many of these uh, many well, people of color, black, brown, yeah. mm-hmm. Native American, weren't getting any of their rights right. mm-hmm. at all, and so just them being super crass and yeah stuff like that was part of the norm. And now, um. Uh, now we we recognize that that wasn't right. Right. But at the time, there were nobody was there to tell them that there wasn't that recognition, mm-hmm. and so that kind of like you said, that unhesitating, that unflinching take on the truth is what's real. Yeah. yeah. And I just have mm-hmm. to say again that Gonzo's art is just so amazing. It's and so good. I, I love, it. love the background of arizona and the colors and the hues and Mm -hmm. that he uses and even when he is in san francisco it's just so great and perfect um such a perfect pairing for this book and for the story that was told and um i really can't wait to read more and was just so uh in awe of what this project actually, the end result ended up being, uh, and I can't recommend it enough. I really like that uh, art page. It was done by uh, Ben Mackey. Mm-hmm. Um, I love it. There's, I, I don't know if you can see it, there's like a warrior in the background. Yeah, and uh-huh. then, yeah it, 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 I thought that was really cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I want. I was looking through information because um, I, I read it, but I can't remember it now, what Mayo stands for. Mexican American Yaki Organization. Thank you. <laughs> I should have just asked you. <laughs> but I yeah. believe that that's what it is. <laughs> yeah. 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 But yeah. So um, I got to say that I, you know, like we had interviewed him. I had been so excited for this project ever since he told me about it at WonderCon. Right. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Um, there was supposed to be some kind of like little information out um, in Comic-Con last year. Um, but there, nothing was done on time. So um, 
for I've been looking forward to this for a while, but in the back of my head, I was like, God, I hope it doesn't suck. <laughs> you know, did you guys have that feeling? No, I, I did. I was like, God, I'm like, it's it sounds so powerful, but I hope it, you know, transcends uh-huh. into mm-hmm. what it's supposed to be. And I I was afraid of that, but I gotta say, all that was squashed once mm-hmm. I read the first issue. Well, completely. I think. I mean, mostly because Harry, Henry is uh, Harry, Harry. Sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Henry is part of the industry. Right. He's, yeah. He works for Top Cow, which is a uh, an imprint of Image, and he himself has done reporting mm-hmm. and a bunch of other stuff. So I knew that, well, that one he has experience, or right. he at least yeah. knows what to do when making a comic. But above that, as a reporter, he knows how to write. He knows how to tell a story. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was, uh, I was, uh, I was looking forward to it, and I was just like, I'm pretty sure this is gonna be good. She was strongly confident where I was. I didn't uh, think of, <laughs> I didn't think any of that. And then once he showed me some of the yeah. panels, I was like, I don't even care that there's no words. I I'm all in for this book. <laughs> I'm I'm very excited that it's so good. Um, do you guys want to add anything else? I don't want to spoil anything. I know I'm trying issue. to yeah. not really say anything. But there either. is a cliffhanger yeah. at the first issue that yes. I was like, "Whoa!" Yeah, <laughs> that's, yeah. That's it, really it was good. good. That was a great way to kind of end it. So, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, I'm very looking forward to the next issues. I'm definitely so looking forward to getting the trade paperback. Um, my brother's already saying, "Where can I buy more of these issues?" Awesome. And so that I could show the family that you're in it. Um, oh that that, you know what that is the trick you get people (laughs) to pay money to be in your comic and then they come and buy up all of the the issues once you print them (laughs) to share and show to people absolutely (laughs) absolutely see he knows his stuff Ah. what was i I saying why why was i saying what i was saying um but you guys want to add anything else i mean i just i'm really thrilled with this comic yeah i I don't want to share any more of the story because I think we did a, a good job of saying what it was about in our last Platigas and a little bit here. I don't want to do any spoilers, but the only thing that I can add is just to con- is to just repeat that this was amazing and that I would highly recommend it for anybody to read and that I not only enjoyed the story, but I learned. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I learned a lot about our uh, the geography and uh, the history of the Yaquis. Absolutely. So, are we ready to rate? Yeah. It, guys? Yes. Well, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with tres conchas, and I think I'm gonna have like a Mexican coffee with it, with <laughs> a little bit of tequila inside. <laughs> I think that's. I yeah, I think that's where I'm going with this. All right. Okay, well, this is Kristen, and the other day, and I shared it on the Komalasi Comics page, it was the concha bread pudding, and it was made with <laughs> vodka, and they, like, crumbled up three conchas, and then they put, like, cream and cinnamon, and they sprinkled some, some I don't know if it was vodka or tequila, or I don't know what, and they put it in, oh, and some egg, and they put it into the crock pot and cooked it for two and a half hours, and it came out as this wonderful, like, bread pudding souffle. That is what I'm giving <laughs> this <laughs> book. Wow, that's awesome. Damn. The concha souffle. <laughs> the concha souffle. That's kind Got of it. a new rating. Uh, that's um, three conchas and just 
just mixed with a whole bunch of awesome goodness and uh, uh, yes, definitely uh, <laughs> deserving of a new rating. <laughs> nice, nice. I'm going to stick with our traditional rating and go with Tres Conchas and a Cup of Champurrado because it's really good and I cannot wait to read more of it. That was a rating, guys. It was it was stars and stripes everywhere. We we're all excited. So, um, so if you can get your hands on it, de but definitely do so. I think you could still buy a digital copy. So we'll put that link up on the page. So, guys. This was only one issue of the comic book, so we are reviewing another one. What are we reviewing today, Jen? We are reviewing Hero Hotel by Yehudi Mercado, done by Fanbase Press. Yay! <laughs> so, I'm actually surprised we hadn't done this before, because yeah. we'd, we'd known of Yehudi for a very long mm -hmm. time now. Ever since he actually did a signing at Heidi Ho for Hero Hotel. Yes, he did. I remember this. <laughs> oh my god, I'm yeah. dropping the ball <laughs> on these events. Well, this was quite some time ago, and it's funny because when he did the event, it was raining, literally oh. just so much rain coming i'm surprised that the the Most shop didn't, didn't flood, flood at oh that point God. yeah that and so it was really kind of disappointing because um they he and barbara traveled all the way over there to be at the signing but there wasn't hardly anybody in the shop at all just because the weather was horrible so it oh, was it was kind of an unfortunate situation um for the day that he picked to be there. Um, but we had, Jen and I were there, and we had talked to him, we were getting some information about, the, and we hadn't even started, had we even started doing no, we hadn't Odyssey started, Comics yet? We, we hadn't. I mean, I, I was going to say, yeah. because um, I, some of the references in the book are a little dated. Like, you can kind of know what year it was in. And I was like, I don't, did we already do Odyssey Comics? I'm not sure, but... Um, he does the illustration and the writing yeah, of this mm -hmm, book. Mm -hmm. So, but plus, I don't think I. S yeah, I don't think we had yet started recording. Um, I don't remember a specific, specifically the day that he came, but I feel like it was before we started. And mm -hmm. I was just, I think, tossing around the idea, and I was talking to him and asking him just questions about his book and about his name and things like that and then we just never revisited it and we've had the book on our neighborhood watch at the shop for quite some time and uh, people pick it up and look through it and we've sold copies I just never got around to reading it now I'm just so glad that I have <laughs> I because completely agree with you it's a lot of fun it is an all ages title and Yehudi himself is he's um, a Mexican Mexican American He's he's Mexican and he's a Jew. He's Jewish. Yeah. Yes, he's uh -huh. a, he. What did you say? He's a Jewish Mexican. <laughs> yes. He, he's or is a, it Mexican Jew? I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And uh -huh. uh, this is Sarah, and I actually met him at uh, Asian Comic Con. Um, it was very brief because I got there a little late, mm -hmm. um, and uh, I actually bought uh, the pizza one from him when I was there. But I haven't read it, and I'll tell you why. 
because when I started to read it, it had a soundtrack and it said it, it's best enjoyed while listening to the uh -huh. songs per chapter. And I haven't gotten around to compiling that yet. So yeah. <laughs> I haven't read it. So but I, I oh, really, yeah. So, so I, yeah. yeah. You so wanted to come download all the songs. Yeah, and oh, listen okay. to them as uh, as I'm reading it. But uh, it's on the docket for me to read. What's it What's it called? It's called, it's kind of like, I can't remember the name, but it's a, an Adventures of a Pizza Delivery Guy. Really? Yeah, and that mm. one's not all ages. Okay. So it has a little. I, I imagine there's a little bit of swearing kind of thing, mm -hmm. but yeah. So interesting. Uh, so I'm yes. just looking at the back uh, on his list of other comics by him to read, but it, there's nothing that actually says pizza. So I'm not sure which if it might not be on this it list. It could be. Buff well, I'll have to look into it. I, I'm sorry, I can't remember off the top of my head, but I do remember picking that up at the Asian um, uh, Asian American yeah. Comic Con. That was held at the Asian American Museum where uh, George Takei was a um, was yes. A special I guest. remember yes. your picture. Yes. Uh, so yes, well, let's let's carry on with the with the review. I I I already love the artwork. By the way, it's so cool. It's so cute. I love it so much. It's the story about Chet, who um, is the kind of kid who always gets in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so he is sent by his um, mom to stay with his uh, t with his grandmother, um, his grandma Z, who runs a hotel at Hero Beach. And basically, this hotel is where all the superheroes go to have time off and to rest and relax. And what that means to them is that don't be bothering them with your problems or with your <laughs> villains or with mm -hmm. the meteors coming uh, to um, destroy the world because they're not having it because they're, they're, in, vacation. they're by the pool enjoying their uh, iced teas or whatever. They're, <laughs> they're off the clock. Don't yes, bother they're me. off the clock. <laughs> so um, Chet goes to stay at Hero Hotel with his cat Boomer who in the very beginnings of the book actually um, by some unfortunate or fortunate event um, drinks some like magic milk or something <laughs> power milk power milk instead of powdered milk uh, yes and <laughs> and gets uh he starts he's talking and he gets kind of some powers and so um when things go wrong chet and the rest of the uh, staff at hero hotel usually are the ones who have to deal with it oh yeah mm -hmm. and it's so Oh my god, I love the characters, all of them, including the superheroes, who, by the way, are assholes when they're on vacation. Yes, mm -hmm. they're totally—they don't <laughs> tip, they don't—you know—they're—they want a late checkout. They want all these Long Islands. They want like millions of towels, uh, or they complain about the pool. It's too hot. Yeah. Oh, it's too cold. Like they're just the worst of the worst. <laughs> they're divas. Yes. Total divas. <laughs> and I love it because all of these uh, superheroes kind of have like a little. Um, doppelganger in yes the, in the uh -huh. in, in the mcu or the dcu mm -hmm. yes. so it's it's a lot of fun to read uh this representation they're definitely spoofs off of yes popular of popular characters super, yeah. uh -huh. uh, superhero characters <laughs> honestly <laughs> my it. favorite one was probably um uh, the iron man spoof one. Oh yeah the, um, uh, what is it it's called um uh, what is it, magnetic man or something like that or, uh, no, or I don't mechanical remember. mechanical man uh, but it, basically what happens is that uh 
the cat in uh, um, uh, Boomer. Boomer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, gets into his armor and ends up flying off instead of helping to defeat uh, a symbiote alien that's trying to eat Chet. And <laughs> that is yeah. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was on the. Uh-huh. the um, that was on. He thought web- it was a stain when he was doing laundry. Uh huh. That was on a web warrior's clothes, yeah. uh-huh. <laughs> which is, as y- you can kind of guess, as to no, you can pretty much guess who <laughs> most of these uh, superheroes yeah. are spoofs off of. But the entire premise of the story is that Chet, um, uh, Chet is supposed to be or, or become one of the greatest supervillains of all time. Yes. And honestly, I can see it. <laughs> Custo- yes. Look, customer service will turn anybody into a supervillain. <laughs> and I 100% agree with that. I was just all like, like he's supposed to be the greatest supervillain of all time. And I'm just all like, after seeing how the superheroes treat him, yeah. I'm rooting for him. <laughs> <laughs> but was- it's true. My favorite was uh, Spider Spy. Spider Spy, yes. yes. Oh, who, who was is? a spoof on Black Widow? Exactly. Yes. Spider uh, Widow. Oh yeah, and he's he's doing laundry, and <laughs> that was so funny. <laughs> Chet is doing laundry. It, it's actually it was um, a punishment that his grandmother gave him. He had to go do laundry because something happened, and uh, he comes across a bra, and it's um, Spider, Spider Spy's bra, who is a spoof of Black Widow, and he drops it or he throws her, and all these these weapons. weapons and tools and stuff start falling out of the bra and that was so funny <laughs> it was really great i really enjoyed this uh i enjoyed all of it and you know what mm-hmm. i really love like in between the stories which i'm assuming it would have been issues uh-huh they have like posters of like the superheroes right. uh-huh. yeah and they resemble their like doppelgangers yes. in the universe i thought oh these are great yeah <laughs> they really were um, so like there's the one uh, 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 the spoof on Wonder Woman it says she'll take this world by storm Thunder Woman <laughs> it's so cool these are so great I they're love so this. inventive like yeah. they how, really are how they managed to redesign their outfits and everything and um, um but still keep true to the character that they're being a spoof off of yeah how like you can immediately tell Spider Spy different name and everything and even different outfit but you can tell that she's Black Widow Right, yeah. yeah, definitely. Uh-huh. And the web warrior is uh, Spider-Man. <laughs> Noble Metal is Superman. Superman. Mechanical Man is Iron Man. Right, yeah. <laughs> they even make a joke about his drinking problem. Yes, just all like, they he's do. He's like, don't ask him for help. He's six mojitos in. Yeah. And I was just like, you know what? You know what, Mechanical Man? I understand that. Six mojitos in, and I'm barely cohe- cohesive. Co- coherent. Coherent. Coherent, cohesive. I'm not coherent now. <laughs> I think that those little like jokes and stuff were so funny. There was some other some something else in there that they said that I was just laughing. Um, and the cat is like hilarious. Oh my god, <laughs> he's so awesome, Boomer. Yes. I love him, and he's so cute. He is, and I love like he's there's adorable. representation in this book. I mean, they have the little African American girl that he befriends, mm-hmm. and then the bellhop guy. He's Latino. Mm -hmm. And then you have a Hawk guy who tries to be a hero, but he just, he's on house arrest. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) so cool. I love it. And then the cat (laughs) representing animals. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, And it's funny. um, 
I think I want to say that I remember when I was speaking to Yehudi when he was at the shop, like what gave you the idea? And I think he mentioned it kind of in the back too, that as little kids, they used to play hotel. Like that was their <laughs> mm-hmm. like go-to like imagination game, imaginary game. And I thought that was so cool. Like I'd never heard of a uh, hotel as a, as a game, as a kids, uh, game, kids yeah. game before. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I used to play bank with my grandma or supermarket, but uh-huh. never hotel. So I thought that I was do cool. treasure hunt. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> I played teacher with my aunt. Yeah. Uh-huh. I'm like, what? I used to do that with my brother. So I thought that was kind of cool. And then to make it into this story. And at the end, it does say to be continued. So, Yehudi, I'm waiting. It, you had the signing at uh, Heidi Ho a couple years ago. And uh, let's see, when was this? This, I believe, um, has a production. Production. It was only two years ago. It was mm-hmm. 2016. So I guess no, I'll give you a pass. Taking <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, a gra- doing a graphic novel takes time. Yeah, we understand. But uh, I'm ready, and <laughs> <laughs> I'll be waiting for it. <laughs> oh, we want that also, sequel. Does he also do? Oh no, no, no! That's Sebastian that does penguins and possums. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Who who is this guy? I forgot his name. The one that uh, does the uh, the um, he's sort of like the brainiac of the group. Uh, he's the one that took him into the interwebs. Oh, the cyberspace. So oh, uh-huh. I I don't know if he was supposed to be a spoof off of Vision, or if he's his own original character that they did, or maybe he's a spoof of just some other superhero that I don't know. But I want to go ahead and say Vision, but he might not be. He might be. Anyway, there's a part but where font. he's like, his name is Font. Font, that's yeah. right. Yes. Uh, oh, I love this name. Um, but one of the things that is kind of a foreshadowing, I don't know, but um, he he mentioned while he was trying to get into the interwebs and stuff, he said, "You are the one." <laughs> so he knows something. Yeah. Oh yeah. So I'm excited. I, I want to see what what happens. And then in, did you guys see the after credit scene, which I thought was cool. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I don't want to spoil anything, but after you definitely. Oh, yes. You definitely definitely want to read past uh, about the. Yes. uh, You want to read the whole thing because there's an after credit scene that is just amazing. I love it. It's really funny. and Really, really true to form. Yes, it is. True to MCU form. (laughs) (laughs) So um, and I really love this haunted hero hotel. It kind of reminds me a little bit of. Of a creep show, kind of. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I actually really liked that rendition of Chet Re- and the cat. Yeah. yeah. Boomer. Oh, my God. They look great. They look great. But, uh, yeah, I love, uh, I, I just love this book. It's so fun. It's a lot of fun. When I was reading it, I was like, I want my nephew to read this because it's so cool. Yeah. Now that I've read it, uh, I definitely will be able to have a lot more insight into recommending the book to people. And Mm. we have people coming in all the time wanting all ages books. So uh, I'm actually really glad that we finally read it and that I will be able to recommend the heck out of this for people coming in looking for a cool book for their kids. There's also some villains in there, so it'll be a lot of fun to read. So (laughs) I, I I enjoyed it greatly. And he's, um, he's kind of a a problem solver. He like mm-hmm, takes on a mm-hmm. task and like, 
he finds a way to fix it so i really like that that he even though he i guess in my eyes i i feel that he was kind of like labeled a loser because he's always getting into trouble right but at the same time he's like he's like the mvp of this whole book yeah so anyway are we ready to rate guys? yes yes i'm gonna go tres conchas on this because i really loved it um i can't wait to see the rest of the story unfold yes mm -hmm. this is Kristen. i agree uh three conchas for hero hotel by yehuri mercado i am very excited to start recommending this to um to customers now that i actually have read it <laughs> uh i'm uh agree with the ladies as well I'm giving it three conchas and I can't wait to start recommending it because I hadn't read it and now I have and I really liked it. Excellent, guys. And now it's time for On My Radar. This is Kristen and I have a book that is on my radar that I wanted to talk to you about and it is... A book that actually flew under my radar. It came out a couple of weeks ago in November, actually, and I didn't even see it and just happened to pick it up the other day and was like, oh, my gosh, how did I miss this Scotty Young book? Um, <laughs> Middle West is a new book by Scotty Young that came out on November 21st, and it is um, it has a uh, artist Jorge Corona, um, who is actually Venezuelan. So we have, uh, we have a, uh, a Latino, a Latinx creator on this book with Scotty Young. And um, Jorge actually was the winner of the 2015 Russ Manning Award. So, um, and he's actually, when I was looking him up, he's done a lot of work in the industry. So if you are interested in supporting a Latinx artist, uh, Jorge Corona is um, someone that's out there doing a lot of work. He actually did um, number one with a bullet, too, I believe it was. Mm -hmm. um, but anyway, uh, Middle West is described as the lands between the coasts are vast, slow to change, and full of hidden magics. Mistakes have been made, and in this new ongoing series, an unwitting adventurer searches for answers to quell a coming storm that knows his name. From author Scotty Young and artist Jorge Corona. Uh, yes, he's, he's done number one with a bullet, feathers, big trouble in little China, old man Jack. Um, from these creators comes the tale of Abel, a young boy who must navigate an old land in order to reconcile his family's history. And the first issue has um, Abel kind of, he has... Um, an abusive father who he gets kind of into a fight with and the father turns into this big monster that kind of turns into like a, like a gale wind and is like blowing him and and the little kid's like oh my gosh and he's like torn between being scared of this thing coming after him and scared of the fact that his father just transformed in front of his eyes and for some weird reason in this book from the very beginning, there's this little talking fox <laughs> that, mm -hmm. <laughs> that Abel is like talks to and like hangs out with. And the fox saves him. 
and helps him to get away. And that's the whole first issue. But there's a there's a lot of other stuff that happens in there and a lot of backstory and stuff. But it was very, very um, engaging and interesting to me. And Scotty Young seems to really enjoy the like child on a quest type i mean he, mm-hmm. he does i hate fairyland which, <laughs> which uh, is like the quintessential child on a quest story but this actually um i think promises to be really amazing with the whole um mm-hmm. magic realm and and kind of uh, description that i've seen when i looked up the information so i definitely recommend middle west um it, number one is already out so at your comic shops you either can um buy it if it's on the shelf or ask them if they can order it and number two should be coming out this month at some time excellent excellent um well i have a uh on my radar so this is uh this is sarah and i've noticed that there's fanny packs at marshall's <laughs> yes. Uh, yes there's fanny packs at ross and there's a bunch of fanny packs at uh um nor uh nordstrom rack these are the only shops I go to because I don't like to buy clothes regular price. Mm-hmm. I hate that. So noticing this, and then I noticed that Henry Barajas also has yes, a fanny pack. I that, saw that. That was uh, uh, the logo was designed by uh, Gonzo as well. Uh-huh. And I'm like, what is going on? This fanny pack craze is coming back. <laughs> so I think it was Quinte Ortega who started it all. <laughs> <laughs> and if you guys know, Quinte Ortega is from... Uh, our favorite character in Border Town. So, um, mm-hmm. thanks. Uh, now I got to get me a fanny pack. <laughs> so, that, that's what's on my radar. Fanny packs are a fashion crime. So, <laughs> I, will not, I will not be joining this fanny pack craze. My, my siblings have. They bought us. Oh, really? <gasps> Look, they what? bought a Supreme fanny pack. And wow. I am enraged. What does enraged. that mean, Supreme? Supreme is a very popular... Um, um, was it a label? Yeah. Oh, okay. It's, oh, it's, okay. I didn't not, know. Not just I... a label. It's just it's streetwear. It's a streetwear brand. Okay. Yeah. Um, uh, that's very popular because they don't do a lot of stuff. Oh, okay. Like, or they do like I guess limited runs on their oh, clothes. Oh, okay. So like that's that. what makes it like hip and stuff. Yeah. So if oh. you like, it's it's one of the older streetwear brands, but it's also one of the more popular ones and mm. the more recognizable ones. So there's a kind of a debate whether it's really streetwear or not, but it's making money, so it's streetwear. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> But they basically like one of these fanny packs casts like a hundred, two hundred dollars. <gasps> oh wow! Yeah. Oh my god. I know. I, I, truth be told, I bought mine to do the quinte cosplay. I remember for, you said you were looking for yeah, one. Yeah, mm-hmm. I I got me a red one. It was five bucks on Amazon. <laughs> just letting you guys know. Well, you got yeah. it just in time because that very same backpack is like a hundred now. <laughs> 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 I mean fanny pack. <laughs> but yeah, no. So. They bought one, but I'm just like, and the one day we were going somewhere, he's just like, do you want to wear the fanny pack? And I'm just like, not until death takes me over. <laughs> so. <laughs> oh, my God. I wanted a cackle, but I couldn't. I lost my breath. <laughs> so. Oh, my God. They can wear it, but you won't catch me dead in one of those. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm sorry. What was that again? <laughs> I'm going to write this down. <laughs> Not until death takes me over. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I love it. Even when they came around the first time, I was never on board. 
Wow. You know, they have some that have an integrated speaker, Bluetooth speaker now, too. Oh, why? Uh, yeah. Oh, wait. <laughs> reaction. I'm excited. She's like, why? <laughs> why? Look, oh why would you want to make yourself look like you have extra barriga? Like, yeah, that's true. Yeah. And there are some that they sell on Amazon right now that have a print of a barriga. Oh my What's God. a barriga? It's a it's a stomach. So Please. like if you wear a fanny pack that actually has a print of right. a stomach uh-huh. with the hairy yeah. stuff. Yeah. yeah. I actually came this close to getting one of those just <laughs> for the fun of it. Okay, actually, that that brings me to the point why I didn't like them. I never found one that fit around me good. Like, I'm barely clicking it on. How is that even? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. And then it just settles nicely under the lonja. (laughs) And then you can't even tell I have one on, so what's the point? Oh, Lord. Oh, my God. I'm sweating, guys, and I'm crying. (laughs) Oh, Lord. That was hilarious. So that's what's on our radar. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Now it's time for Juntos y Fuertes. So... Today on Juntos y Fuertes, actually, um, because we you were talking earlier about um, San Lee's passing, it reminded me of an organization that I think has um, done a lot of good work in the comic industry and continues to do so. And although Stan Lee didn't necessarily need their help, there are a lot of creators out there that do. And the organization is called Hero Initiative. Um, and the Hero Initiative has uh, was started in order to help a lot of the older creators, like in the, the um, gold, silver age, who were just contract workers and didn't really have... Um, any kind of retirement or didn't have any um, medical um, insurance or anything like that. And people who were working in industry at the time where when they were creating characters, those characters were not their property. It was the intellectual property of the company that they were working for. And so a lot of the money and um, if it was, uh, you know, a character that got a lot of became very noteworthy in the future they didn't really see a lot of that return because they signed their name away back in the day when comics were seen as just you know child's fodder and you know uh, ephemera that could just be thrown away um they didn't really you know they had a job they got paid they didn't really see you know that that might be an issue in the future so the hero initiative raises money in order to help to support um the creators in the industry that um that need support either with uh with health issues or, um, you know, any kind of things. Um, they create, that creates a financial safety net for comic creators, um, whom, 
like I said, might need emergency medical aid um, or just the essentials of life. Um, And since its inception, the HERO Initiative has been able to benefit over 40 creators and their families with over $400,000 worth of much-needed aid. Um, And it's all by contributions. Oh, wow. Um, Usually, you'll see their booth at a convention, and they will have, like, raffles, or they'll have... um, Yeah, I've seen them at cons. Yeah, they'll have signed books that creators have (laughs) donated so that they can sell, and um, the money all goes into their fund to help um, creators. So you can find out more information about the Hero Initiative at heroinitiative.org, and you'll be able to find out information about how to make a donation and even volunteer. Um, The booths at the conventions are usually manned by volunteers. So um, it's it's an amazing uh, organization for... uh, uh, a community that I think often doesn't get thought of mm-hmm. as being in need. Most definitely. I mean, <clears throat> you know, one of the problems that we have is that uh, we we kind of forget about our, our elderly. Um, and that's mm-hmm. when they actually they need us the mm-hmm. most because they have a lot of health issues. Uh, they don't have enough funds to actually sustain a living. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, and as independent contractors that they were when they were younger, because they're trying to, you know, support themselves, right. actually ends up backfiring because they don't have kind of a safety net to fall back on. Mm-hmm. So I think this is wonderful that there's somebody out there who's trying to help these creators, uh, these really creative artists out too. Um, so thank you for bringing that to our attention. Absolutely. Okay, uh, saludos goes out to En La Mesa. It's for uh, it's called En La Mesa, and it's a Café Coleche Nerds pod, uh, Café Coleche Nerds podcast, and um, they also do some uh, YouTube videos. Uh, but yeah. I uh, I'm really loving their podcast En La Mesa right now. It's really interesting. Oh, cool. They have a lot of uh, guests uh, that come on mm-hmm. and speak about sp- specific subjects. They uh. Um, so they're they're amazing. So the uh, the saludos to you guys. Keep on doing what you're doing. All right, guys, that brings us to the end of our episode. Uh, do you guys have any shout outs, any information that we want to share with the listeners? Actually. Well, we have a signing coming up. Yes. Yes. I was like, <laughs> actually, I do. <laughs> <laughs> I have something very important to say. <laughs> we do. We have a signing at Heidi Ho Comics coming up on December 30th, which is a Sunday. I know that Sunday is um, a lazy day, but it's also a fun day. So if you can make it out to Santa Monica at 412 Broadway uh, between 4th and 5th in Santa Monica between 11 and 1 on December 30th, you are going to find yourself face-to-face with Hondro Gamboa and Bernice Telly, who are the creators of Monty Gomez is a Luchador. And that is the amazing comic that we reviewed back in episode 24. We gave it tres conchas all around. We loved it so much. Um, Mm -hmm. It was just amazing. And they will have not only the first issue, but the second issue is already out. And um, they're... He's working on um, a one-shot spinoff 
about the yes. villains in this book, that he came about the idea solely from us, from our podcast, just <laughs> talking about the book, wondering about the villain group and saying, hey, that would kind of be an interesting story. And when he listened to our podcast, he was like, hey, that would be interesting. <laughs> so he is going to write that story. Uh, Los Maximos. Los, ma uh, Los, Los Maximos. Maximos. I'm very excited about that, guys. It sounds super cool. And hopefully you guys can make it and uh, get those issues signed. Uh, they're super awesome uh, um, duo uh, doing this comic book. Yes, And, I, and I'm very excited for you guys to meet them. They're super nice. And who knows? Maybe we'll have some beer tasting there. I don't know. <laughs> it, could be, it could be a thing. So come on down, guys. Put it on your calendar. Any other information, Jen? Mm, you can follow us on Twitter at Comico Madres. And you can always find us on Facebook, uh, also at uh, Comic Comadres. And we're on Instagram, and we have a Snapchat. That is all. <laughs> <laughs> and Instagram is Comadres y Comics. <clears throat> Thank mm -hmm. you, because I didn't know. Yes, and you can <laughs> find us on Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes, and Podomatic. Ooh, good yep, job. There you go. Nice. <laughs> um, and if you would like to write a uh, review on iTunes, we'd be very grateful. So we have been your hosts. I'm Sarah. I'm Kristen. And I'm Jen. Thanks, guys. Bye. 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 Bye.